0: The following is a Hoopball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball TFS Today podcast. I am your host Mike Patria, riding solo for this wonderful monday slate it's june 14th we got two playoff games to talk about nice little round out from last night slate did did fairly well uh pretty happy with the results can't complain hope everybody else out there did well too but it's a new slate it's a new day we're turning the page we're looking forward to it we're gonna jump right into everything we will be a relatively short show as it always is with a solo guy on here but uh the content the content will be there don't you worry about that but Just a little quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at MyBookie. Guys, head over there. Check out MyBookie.ag if you're looking for a sports book, a sports betting platform. They're the number one out there. The only one that HoopBall gives their stamp of approval for. And if you head over there and use that promo code, HoopBall, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, you get a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. So it's free money to play with, guys. Use it in any way you want. Sports betting, casino platform. They got all the goods over there at MyBookie.ag. Promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-P-B-A-L-L. We've got a nice little interesting slate. Two games start at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time is the first tip. We have the Philadelphia 76ers traveling to Atlanta, taking on the Hawks in this one. As far as the game total and spread, we got a 225.5 game total. Philadelphia favored by three points in this one. As far as the injury report, the Hawks, Brandon Goodwin, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish have all been rolled out. And for the Sixers, Joel Embiid is questionable. He's been playing through that meniscus tear. Uh, It hasn't looked like it slowed him down much, but it's got to be painful. And Danny Green has been ruled out the next two to three weeks uh, with that calf soreness. So keep an eye on that for these future series, I guess. I guess we need them to get there, too. Uh, I think they will. I don't think that'll be much of an issue. But we'll start off with the Sixers here. Uh, It's been a great matchup for the Sixers in general. There's a lot of guys that we've been targeting and we will continue to target. Not much is changing outside of the Danny Green news. And, you know, we'll probably see a few other wing guys get thrown into that rotation that we could take a look at. But we'll start at the top. The big guy, center position, Joel Embiid coming in at 10-5. I I touched on it. You tore his meniscus, but the dude's been just averaging 60 DK points throughout the series. And there's there's nothing that's slowing him down. Uh, they need Joel Embiid as much as they can, and it looks like as long as he could play the 35-plus minutes, he will. I'll keep it short and brief with Embiid. He's my favorite play on the slate. Uh, he's the best center option. He's probably the best point-per-dollar option on the slate, probably has the highest total or the highest upside of any player on this slate. So it's going to be hard for me not to have a ton of shares of him. Uh, that being said, there's a few other centers that you could pivot away from. But he is my favorite play on the slate, and I'm probably going to be – I don't know if I'll be overweight on compared to everybody else, but – uh he, he's probably gonna be my highest owned player uh, without a doubt other options that we're looking at Tobias Harris coming in at 8100 I don't fault you for playing Tobias Harris he's been pretty much chipping in value on a night in night out basis I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket with the Sixers offense it's not a bad place to look when you're looking at them going against the Hawks who play up tempo uh, very little to no defense a lot of teams generally have their higher scoring games against the Hawks but You're investing a lot of salary if you go with a combo like Tobias Harris and and Embiid. You know, the only reason I could see myself playing Harris is if I'm pivoting off of Embiid and I still want to get some exposure scoring into this lineup. I I imagine that Tobias Harris and Embiid, more often than not, probably three out of four nights a week, uh, are the highest scorers on their team. And you're basically looking to capitalize on, uh, you know, still getting that exposure by fading Embiid. That's where Harris comes into play for me. If you want to look at Ben Simmons, 7,600, don't mind him there. There's a few other guys that fall into that price range who we'll get to. Uh, but he's in a tier of his own as far as just defensive ability. You know, being able to rack up the steals. He's uh, he's got six steals in two uh, three games in this series already. So averaging two steals a game gives him a little bit of a cushion. You know, only uh, he missed the block in that last one, but that's generally there. I'm not ever worried about Ben Simmons. That one down game he had in the second one, sure it happens. But you can go right back to the well with there too. 7600. It's not my favorite point guard on the slate. I think i uh, I might opt up to spend up a little bit. You know, whether it's Trey Young or Mitchell, we'll get to that. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I think I prefer Mitchell a little bit, but there's not a lot of options at point guard, basically. Not a lot of enticing options. You're really going to be going to one of those mid tier guys, uh, you know, hoping that they hit that 5X value, which they pretty much return on a nightly basis, but just not a lot of room for upside, or you spend up on Trey Young and Mitchell. So all three of these guys, very, very much in play. I don't think you needed me to tell you that. You Know where I fall on as far as you know these ancillary options, uh, for this, for this Sixers team with no Danny Green, there's going to be some guys that step up a little bit. You know, guys that I imagine being those players, Batiste Steibold, we might see Tyrese Maxey grab a couple more minutes. Um, do any of them stand out as just those excellent type plays? Not really. Um, they're the uh, tournament GPP pivots at most. You know, I, I, st- I can't sit here and, and feel confident. T Steibel is going to get much more than 15 to 20 minutes, and he could easily return that in 15 to 20. Uh, same thing with Shake Milton. It's just going to basically be a hodgepodge of these guys just splitting up the minutes. And you can even throw Cork Moss in there. If anybody's not going to get the minutes, it's probably Maxi just because he's youngest. If there's anybody I did feel a little bit more confident in, it would be Cork f- uh, Moss because he provides the spacing that Danny Green did. Danny Green being one of their outside shooters, one of their best outside shooters outside of Seth Curry they need to replicate that and uh, get that back into the offense. So Cork Moss is the game that I would probably lean to the most. And if I had to rank my exposure to this team, it would probably be Embiid, Cork Moss, Simmons, Harris, in that order. And I'm probably going to draw the line after that. If you wanted to take a stab at Seth, go for it. Just not doing it on this slate for myself. Sliding over to the other other side of the ball, the other team. We talked about Trey Young just now, coming in at 9,200. He's the top-tier dog on this team. And I'm just not playing Trey Young. I won't fault you if you want to. Uh, at 9,200, you know, you pretty much need that 45 points. And he's turned that in once out of three games. The other games, he didn't miss my bucks. That's my point. You've got 42 or 41 in those ones, DK points, that is. So he's not missing by much. It's just I can't have exposure to all these guys. I prefer Donovan Mitchell over him, who we'll get to. I already talked about, you know, Bede being the guy that I want to spend up on. And frankly, looking at even those other Clippers guys, I'd, I'd rather spend the coin on them than, uh, than get some Trey Young either. So. I just don't see myself landing there. Never going to tell you not to play one of the best players in the NBA, but I'm not playing him. So take that for what it's worth. And if you like to kind of hop on board, then you're probably not playing him either. If anything, I'd look towards the guys like John Collins at 5,900. Again, consistent. uh, Two out of three games this series. He's put up at least 30 DK points, which would give him that 5X mark. Not one of my favorite options, but power forwards a little thin as it is. And then you can look at Danilo Gallinari as well, 4600 He's picked up that slack for DeAndre Hunter. He's played at least 26 minutes over the past two games, played 30 minutes in that last one. Uh, and he's pretty much turned out 5x average over those two games where the minutes have been up. So I'll continue to go there. Those are probably the two power forward options I'll be looking at a lot on this slate. I probably prefer Gallinari ever so slightly due to the price tag, 1300 But they both got solid floors. They both got solid ceilings. We know it's baked into there. And outside of those two guys, and maybe, you know, uh, a slight share of a Clint Capella, but again, you'll hear me talk about two other centers I like more, one of those being Embiid. I just don't see myself having too much exposure to this Hawks team. It's just a struggling, uh, the offense, I, w- I wouldn't say struggling team, but uh, But the offense has been ever so struggling. Uh, You know, they've been struggling outside of that first game to score more than 111 points against this Sixers defense. And that's kind of been the Hawks trademark. It's just scoring bunches, let the other team score in bunches, and hopefully we can outscore them. I just don't see that working for them this series. They might find themselves down after this one, 3-1. Sign me up uh, just for those ancillary pieces of some John Collins and some Danilo Gallinari. That's the first game of the slate we're going to transition into the next one slide right over but before we do quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at manscaped guys you haven't you don't hear me talk about them as much they're still here they're still great and they're still excellent and their products are what's still here and let me say that because i've had my manscaped products now for about a year year and a half and you i would think that they're brand new uh you wouldn't be able to tell they're easy to clean easily charge quick charge i barely need i think i maybe charge them once every two weeks and they just last for me so, guys, check out Manscaped, whether it's 3.0, lawnmower 3.0, the ear, hair, nose trimmer, the electronic products are great, but also the products that you need every single day that you bring into your shower kit with you. Uh, from the body wash, to the toner, to the aftershave, they have all this excellent stuff. And listen, the scent is undeniable. It is one that, like, it's a Manscaped scent. And I love their scent. It's very, you know, cliche when you say it. it's like a masculine scent. It's got that woody, leathery smell to it that. I feel like all guys like, uh, and hey, listen, my girlfriend likes it a little bit too. She tells, she knows exactly when I'm using the right body wash. She can tell from a mile away. So check out their products, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20, and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping over at Manscaped. That's promo code HOOPBALL20. All right, we got the next game. It's Utah traveling to L.A. Series 2-1 right now. Clippers looking to take another one back, so... I kind of had them pegged them winning that last one. It's kind of hard to imagine that they were going to lose their first game on their home court, especially knowing that Jazz are without Mike Conley. Coming into the injury report right now, Mike Conley's questionable. Serge Ibaka has been ruled out. He has uh, basically been ruled out for the remainder of the season. He had that back surgery. So we will start off with the away team. We'll start off with the Utah Jazz. You already heard me touch on Donovan Mitchell. You don't need me to tell you Mitchell's a scoring machine. Uh, This dude just been turning out 40-plus points every single night, and we know he has that 50-60 to upside. Uh, and he's been just getting it done. I love him. I'm going to continue to play him. You know, I, I prefer him over a guy like Paul George at a very similar price tag and a very similar position. Once you get to Kawhi Leonard, things get a little bit more dicey, but Leonard's also $1,000 more. So I probably will have him over Leonard as well. Mitchell's probably my second favorite player on the slate next to Embiid. And I kind of plan on generating a lot of my lineups based upon those two guys and then switch uh, switching and swapping some of these other players out in uh, in the in the in between. And if I'm not playing... I'm not playing Mitchell, and even if I am playing Mitchell, I think Gobert is an excellent option. So you'll see a lot of my lineups. I might have, you know, uh, an Embiid combo with Mitchell, or then I might go Gobert combo with, you know, Tobias Harris or Ben Simmons, just to kind of change my exposure up and change up my lineups a little bit. But I love all four of those guys in that grouping, or even five if you want to talk about those other two Sixers guys. But Gobert should continue to take advantage of this team. They went small ball; they'll probably continue to go small ball after they just got a win out of it. And you look at Gobert's line, and it was just off. He only played 30 minutes because of that small ball lineup. I would expect that the Jazz adjust and try to make them pay for it. And if that's the case, we're going to see Gobert probably get a little bit more feeds down low. They might try to run the pick and roll a little bit more. Bottom line, they don't have a body for Embiid. I mean, I'm sorry, Gobert, and they know this. So sign me up for some Gobert, 7,400. I prefer him over Clint Capella. That's what I told you. There's several centers I do like on this slate, but I do prefer him over Clint Capella sign me up for some go bear looking at some of these ancillary pieces if you want to go back to the you know the joe ingles well i wouldn't fault you there coming off of a monster game but i think i'll probably take the pass uh just been third you know two straight games 30 point games he's great he's there if you need him the way that my lineups are constructing right now i'm just not landing on him all that much i do prefer him over royce O'Neal. uh soup to nuts not even close same thing with seth curry i prefer him over seth I think he's the best one out of those 5K options. I still prefer Gallinari over him ever so slightly. Um, Possibly Batum as well. So that's where the mixing comes in. I still think he's a good option. I just have two options I like more. We'll get to Batum, though, in a minute. Coming to Jordan Clarkson now as we go down this Jazz roster in rotation. He's coming in at a very fair price tag, at 6,100. Obviously, if Mike Conley's out, I don't mind going back to Jordan Clarkson, just knowing that he's probably going to have that low 30s, high 20s role with all the usage and the shot attempts that he can handle. Dude's taken at least 15 shot attempts in three straight games in this matchup and all those games without Mike Conley. So uh, we can continue to expect that. You know, he has that 40-point upside. I don't think I would pair him with Mitchell. I think he'd be a pivot off of Mitchell. If you want to head your bet and go with another guard in this rotation, that could easily be their leading scorer if Mitchell's struggling that day. Jordan Clarkson's your guy as a nice little pivot hedge. Outside of that, though, that's it. That's all the guys I'm probably going to talk about here on Utah. I don't want to go to any of their ancillary bench pieces. I talked about Derek Favors a little bit in that last one. If they wanted to take advantage, knowing that they would go small, they can use that with Favors. He didn't manage to get it done. Played 15 minutes, only put up six points. Again, he's there if you need him. He's minimum salary. I just don't think I'll be taking as many chances on him tonight as I did the last night, man, maybe pay for it a little bit with that one. But you've got to take some chances. If you're a GPP guy and you're playing these, uh, these you know 2 games tournaments, you've got to take some chances. You've got to differentiate your lineup. Otherwise, your best-case scenario is splitting very little money with a lot of other people. We shall transition now to the last team. We have the Los Angeles Clippers right here. Actually, did I give the game total? I don't think I did. Uh, 2.23 and a half game total, five point spread for the Clips here. So there we go. Start off at the top with the two top dogs, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I just touched on them both. I prefer Leonard over George ever so slightly, but George is coming in at a $1,400 discount now. I think these guys are almost splitting hairs. I think when we talk about Kawhi Leonard, the upside – I, I guess the way we could say it, the upside's there a little bit more often when you talk about Kawhi Leonard than Paul George, but they both still have that very similar upside of 60 DK points plus, so uh, don't mind going into there. But outside of those two top dogs, where I very much think is in play, you know, it's Batum. Love Batum if they're going to continue to go with the small ball lineup. Marcus Morris is a rock-solid option himself, and I'm not going to go too crazy for anybody else. That whole Zubots thing, seems like that experiment's over if they're going to continue to roll with the small ball. And that's it. You don't need to go too much. Reggie Jackson's there for you at 52, but the upside's not really there for Reggie Jackson. And I imagine that when, uh, you know, as as the Clippers saw their newfound success, which is feeding through their stars, they're going to continue to do that. Quick 15 minute hitting podcast. I appreciate you guys jumping on and joining me here. Hopefully you guys get this at a relatively uh, good time. We had to record this the morning of as we normally record the night before. Told you guys, it's going to be a little bit of complications with me uh, in this moving process. But, Barry, thank you for bearing with me. For the quick player tiers, top dog, we're going to give that to Joel Embiid. He's the guy that I'm going to be spending up on in just about every single lineup, I think. As long as he's playing through that meniscus tear and playing the way he is, there's no reason not to love him. Uh, And then as we slide into that mid-tier, the middle mid-tier approach, I guess, not the value, I'd probably be looking at a guy like Rudy Gobert at 7,400. I uh, really like Rudy's price tag. I really like the matchup, despite only getting it done uh, at a 5X value, I think once in the series. I'm expecting a good bounce back game. And for some value, actually, we'll take that back because the value guy should be less than 4K, given that it's only two game slate. We'll go mid tier, Danilo Gallinari at 4,600. Could swap that out with Batum. And then the value will go for Knockwork Miles at 3,500. I think he's going to be a rock solid value option for us to take advantage of. So, Thank you, guys, for listening. If you'd like to give me a follow on Twitter, you can find me at MikeApatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Go give us a thumbs up, five-star over at Apple, uh, wherever you listen to this, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. radio. We really do appreciate it, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Will. It'll be Santino. They'll be handling that Tuesday slate for you guys. Let's go out there and crush some GPPs.